It's gotta be between us. Hello. Check, check, one, two. Welcome to the podcast. It's gotta be between us. No, wait. It's called Just Between Us. Just Between Us. This is Killer Boatload Hawk. Pillow Talk. I can't pronounce words. This is Killer Pillar Tiller. Uh, no. Killer Pillow Talk. Talk. Uh, I had my hand over my mouth there. So So she couldn't talk. I couldn't talk. It was great. All right. So the last day of Pride Month, for another hour at least. Um, so <laughs> that's where we are. That's where we are. Uh, so I'm, you are in the future. You're in the future, and it's probably July now, or whenever we decide to get this out. Actually, um, yeah, it's looking like it's July. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm Time trying, works that I'm way. Trying, we only have a certain. I'm amount. trying my best. Okay. I, I wanted think it to is do July where they are. I wanted to do a uh, a a pride. Let's do Centric uh, podcast. We did one last year. We did uh, last year. We did Dennis Nilsson. Uh, oh right, Nilsson, the Nilsson ratings. Uh, the Nilsson ratings. That's this year, who, uh, we're going yeah. to. We were in uh, s- sunny old London last year, and now we're going to uh, to a France. Of, a lot of rainy days in in London. To France, we're going to. We uh, oui? Francais, parlez-vous français? We oui, or just you? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so welcome to our, I guess this is our 16th episode. Episode 16. We are going to be talking about uh, the French uh, gentleman, uh, Thierry Paulin. Who? Thierry Paulin. Or Get it theory, right. Thierry. I don't know how they pronounce Thierry. Thierry? Thierry? You know what? No, I'm, I'm sorry. His his name was Thierry Paulin. Uh, His I mean, name was Thierry Paul. I mean, I don't know. I, I I did take French in high school, but I'm not super. So excuse me if I butcher all of these names. I apologize, French people. I know how much you hate Americans, but um, and our terrible pronunciation of everything. Fight club, anyone? Um, anyway, uh, this is episode 16 of Killer Pillow Talk. We're talking about Thierry Paulin, a.k.a. the monster of Montmartel, the Grim Reaper of Paris, or the beast of Montmartel. Montmartre, Mater? Martyr? Murder? Montmartre. Montmartre. Huh? Montmartre. Montmartre. You help him. Uh, anyway. Can you help Milo? Or also known as the old lady killer. Milo! Can you help him? Milo, I'm trying. He's not coming over here. Milo, come here, boy. Bring the, the bone up here. You got your pollen? Want your pollen, buddy? Pony. Here you go. Nope, Susan. Stay. All right. Uh, Thierry Paulin, also known as the monster of Montmartre. Montmartre? Montmartre? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think that says? Montmartre. Montmartre. Uh, and I took Spanish. And the Grim Reaper of Paris, or the Beast of Montmartre, or the Old Lady Killer. Ah, <laughs> uh, the old la- that was the original name for our podcast, the Old Lady Killer. Oh, yes, well, um, Thierry Paulin was uh, born in on November 28th, 1963, to Rose Helen Lachey and Guy Paulin. And when he was born, they said, now, uh, now we have a theory. Oh. Uh, in uh, Fort de France, Martinique, 
And um, at the time, Rose Helene was a teenager and Guy was much older than her. He was 29. Uh, so he was robbing the cradle a little bit. Would a Rose Helene by any other name smell as sweet? Uh, so he was also making a name for himself at the time um, as a notable fashion designer in Paris, Gucci. Uh, in France. Um, and, yeah, I mean, France in general, not necessarily Paris. Ralph I guess. Lauren. So I guess um, he didn't want like a scandal to ruin his blossoming career, I guess. That's a you know speculation on my part. But How old was he? It doesn't say how old. I didn't find out exactly how old she was other than the fact that she was like underage. Objection, Your Honor. Conjecture. But anyway, okay, basically they're dating and then, um, you know, doing the, the sex. Bumping uglies. Bumping uglies. They call it, in France, they call it bumping ugly. And um, and then he gets her pregs. So, um, Uh-oh. And, uh, topical. <laughs> topical, uh, yes. So Rose Helene was also black, I believe. I can't find pictures of her or um, Guy. One of them was black. I don't know which one I'm pretty... Um, I can't be... Because he's... Terry is a mixed-braced okay. person. Um, and I'm not sure how progressive... Wait, the information's not good online? Well, they don't show any pictures of her. I'm pretty sure that, like, guy... Do they say where she's from? Yeah, she's from uh, Martinique. The island? Yes. So I think she's black. It could be that she's black and he's, he's from France. Like, he, he was, yeah, he was dating her and, like, he met be. her. I mean, we don't know. He met her in Martinique, as far as I can tell, and that's, like, where she lived. And he was vacationing in the Isles. So, yeah, so I think that's, uh, that's, that's like, I'm, like I said, I can't it be could 100% be. sure. It's probably a good guess. Um, sorry, sorry to the family. There was more. There was more, there was more <laughs> if we got it apologies wrong. Apologies if we got this wrong. I apologize. I believe this is just what I was able to dig up. I just know that um, Terry Pollen was mixed race and... You know, one of his parents was black. I'm not sure how progressive France was in 1963. <laughs> I wasn't there. 1963? Mm-hmm. Well, but World my War guess II. is an older white dude getting a teenage black girl he wasn't married to, preggers, was probably not a good idea and did not go over well with most people. Mm-hmm. So soon after... All signs point to it not going well. So soon after um, Thierry is born, Guy pieces out... And high tails it back to metropolitan France. So he goes back to Paris, I think, or somewhere near Paris. In the metro. And this left Rose alone to deal with Thierry on her own. So she decided to dump Thierry with Guy's mother, who happened to own a restaurant in Martinique. So he was there in Martinique, I believe, visiting his mother, who owned a restaurant there. Um, Guy's mother owns a restaurant in Martinique? Yes. The plot thickens. So, this is Terry's grandmother, and uh, she was since she was running her own restaurant, she was always kind of like too busy to spend time with him. Or yeah, you ever like, try running a restaurant? Jeez. Pay attention to him or anything. She's a restaurateur. So she wasn't exactly the best parental figure. She's over here franchising. So when Terry turns, um, ten years old, uh, he goes to live with his mother. It was now settled down and married a man and had five more kids. She just popped, popped, them, Rose. Out, popped them all out. She's been busy the last 10 years. A little bit, yeah. Had herself a new squeeze. Popped up a bunch of babies. We have some half-sibling. Half, half sibling. 
Yes. Uh, so, and also, apparently, she beat him. She beat Tiri on. No, beat one of the other ones. <laughs> um, a regular basis and threw buckets of cold water on him to wake him up in the morning. No. Because, you know, alarm clocks apparently didn't work back then. No, they were alarm buckets. Not, not 1973, apparently. Alarm These alarm buckets. Were not a thing. <laughs> in this household, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Terry tried to get along with his new family, but they weren't really welcoming towards him at all. What's Terry's new family? His five siblings. Oh. And his mother. Oh, that's what you're saying. As he moves from his grandmother to his mother's house. Yeah. And then you're he, calling his old family his new family. Yeah. So he like, <laughs> he learns like, oh, these people don't love me either. Oh, great. Nobody does. So uh, he kind of internalizes all this violence, and at the ripe old age of 12, he threatens his school principal with a kitchen knife. Butter knife or a state knife? He just says kitchen knife. Paring knife? I'm guessing probably just... Chef's utility? Uh, it just said kitchen knife, so I'm guessing like a normal knife that you... Like would... a butter knife. A butter knife and a kitchen knife are not the same. Butter yeah, knives no, are round. They're not sharp. I mean, it could be like a... You're saying kitchen knife? Oh, so just like a thing to cut meat with or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, the knives we have in the drawer. Like the knives we have, yeah. Serrated. <laughs> Maybe not serrated, I don't know. So, um... After that, Terry's behavior got more and more erratic and violent towards his siblings. No. So his mother asked his father if he could take Terry to live with him in Toulouse, France. Toulouse? Toulouse. Lutrec. His father reluctantly accepted, but only because he didn't want to pay alimony at this point. Because he's like, all right, fine. I abandoned him at birth. Hey, it'll cost me less to take you in. I'll just take you in if I have to, because I don't want a lawsuit or whatever. Um, And I don't want to have to pay alimony to your mother. Um, In France, they call it the alimony. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so he's also remarried, and he has two more kids, and... Terry learns that his father's side of the family is no more welcoming than his mother's side of the family is. Oh. Um, I thought it was, I was hoping it was a better situation. Yeah, I, but he's a story that we're doing, so it yeah, does, it's it, not going to be a better situation. Well. It never does. Damn. Um, so since Terry was mixed race in a school that was primarily white kids, he didn't really have any friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he also didn't do very well academically either, and he failed most of his exams. Really? Yes. Uh, so at 16, he's like, I'm sick of this. School's dumb. My family hates me. I threatened the principal. I threatened the principal with a kitchen knife. I'm out. Principal knows I mean business. So he uh, leaves his father's house and he kind of like just crashes on people's couches. Of the fr- Like he has a couple of friends. They call it the couch over there. They don't call it that. No. Um, they don't call it the couch. They call it the couch. I think... He no. crashes on looking. Anyway, um, did he have friends to crash on couches with? I guess he had a couple, but not like a lot. That's an exhaustive list. Um, <laughs> Gonna run out. So, and then he also, while this is going on, he's crashing on couches. He's trying these, like he tried all these different like apprenticeships, and he failed three of them. So, um. That's not going well either. Mm. He's not, like, getting a really good... Running out of that list of things, too. Yeah, so when he turns 17, he decides, I'm going to join the military early. 
Because apparently in France you have to serve in it if you're a male, I guess. You have to serve in the military. I don't know if they, that applies to females too, but during this time apparently... It only applies to males. You had to serve in the military. They had like a mandatory, you gotta serve, do it. You know, they, they have the same thing in Israel. And that applies to male and men and women. Well, I'm glad I don't live in Israel. Um, you have to spend, I think, I don't know how long it is, a couple of years, actually. In the I, military, yeah. Well, that's how Ziva David got her experience from NCIS. Ziva David. Oh, that's an NCIS character. Yes, she is, since she's from Israel. Um, anyway. She badass. That's cool. Okay, so he joins the parachutists troop. People who parachute. Yeah. He joined the parachutist troops. However, his fellow parachuters didn't like him because he was mixed race and also gay. Parachute. That doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, like, he was very openly about his sexuality, obviously, so, and mixed race in in that time period. French people were known much nicer than American people, apparently, um, towards gay, mixed race people. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I have, I mean, I like, yeah, I was like, I get you got to do this, but I was like, <laughs> not the most welcoming situation to be like, hey, kids, come join the 1980 French military to flaunt your blatant homophobia and racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess that's where you go if you want to flaunt your blatant. Come learn how to be not so good. What I meant to say is, um... This is what I this was that in the recruitment pamphlet like hey oh, probably do you hate gay people and uh, people of different skin colors come join the military nineteen seventies friends nineteen eighty friends nineteen eighties friends yeah might be but I feel like that's just military hey it's in twenty twenties America I know Ugh, it was rough so on November fourteenth nineteen eighty two. Um, while he's still in the military, Terry robs an old lady in a grocery store. Um, oh, he robs an old lady. I thought, I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought you were introducing a character named Rob. No, he, no, he, he steals from an old woman. He like, um, I don't know why he necessarily, he like menaces, quote unquote, menaces her with a knife, whatever that means. Oh, he loves knives, I'm finding. Uh, so he like threatens her with this a knife, steals, steals from knives. her in this grocery store, but the grocer or the owner who... Of the grocery store, like, knew who he was because he's like, oh, I've seen this guy before. Seen he works, around. <laughs> he works, he's a military guy. He's a parachutist or whatever. Um, Aren't you in the parachuters? N- not, maybe they have jackets. Uh, maybe they have jackets that say parachuters. Oh, I think they have jackets and it opens up in the back. Okay. <laughs> wow. To be like, flaps open, we are the parachuters. Uh, we Little are the parachuters and the mighty, mighty parachuters. Um, we are uh, so the grocer is like, uh, yo, this guy, Terry, uh, robbed an old lady in my store. Here's my theory on what happened. Wow. Okay, and then, so... Well, I'll make that joke five more times. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's going to be a long night. It's right. going to be a long night. So after he is, uh, the cops arrest him, and he's dishonorably discharged in the military. Oh. Because he robbed somebody. You hate that shit. Like you do. And not just anybody, an old lady. Like, I mean... What's she going to do? Beat him with her purse? Um, anyway. Throw her arugula at him. So, uh, yeah. 
and in June 1983, he was sentenced to two years in jail. But no. then the sentence got suspended, though. Avec Sussis. Huh? With, I don't know what Cerseus means, uh, service, maybe? Um, Cerseus? Character in Game of Thrones. No, avec means with, but I don't know what Cerseus, I wrote it down, but I can't remember, maybe I didn't write it down, I guess. All right, so we did, and what happened was it was suspended, he didn't actually go to jail. So it was like never put on his record, like permanent house record, arrest. His background, the no. house arrest. No, he just basically was like, I guess in America would be like time served, but he didn't. Actually Did he go to America? No, but I oh. mean, like I'm just comparing it to like what here. what we would do would be like call it time served or right. whatever, and you didn't actually have to serve time. Right. So in 1984, he gets out of the army, um, and he finds out his mother is living in Nanterre. Huh? Uh, it's a northern suburb of Paris. Ah, oh, Paris burbs. So he leaves Toulouse and moves back in with mom. Like you do. What did he have Toulouse? Well, anyway. It's late. Uh, it's late. I'm trying to okay. end Okay. Well, again, he We're tried. We're trying to go to bed. I know, but you got to listen to me if you want to go to bed. Um. So he, again, he goes out and he's like, I'm going to, you know, get a job and work for a living. And so he tries like three different jobs. He fails at all of them. Yeah, that's like me. It doesn't really work out the way he planned. And then he finally gets a a position as a server at La Perdidis Latin. As a metedi? No. It's a bar. I said a serving position. (laughs) So meaning a waiter or a garçon. A garçon. Garçon. <laughs> garçon. They don't like, well, I just don't like it when you call them garçon. A garçon. Actually. Come here. That's something that, you know, French people do, I guess, but you know, they don't really love being called boy. Yahoo, garçon. Because uh, that's what garçon means, boy. Anywho. Uh, Mr. Garçon. All right, well, you talk to Mr. Garçon, and I'm going to finish this podcast, okay? We call this one Mr. Garçon. So, um,. The Le, Le Paradis Latin, the Paradis Latin, is a bar in the Paris Red Light District, known for its drag shows. Wait, uh, that's a rouge light. Pride. Oh wait, uh, this is. I'm sorry, I was talking over you, and I we uh, came upon the Pride portion. Of okay, Le Paradis Latin is a bar in the Paris Rouge Light District. Fine. Uh, known there, for there its, we go. Known for its drag shows. Oh, cool. You must have had a really great drag brunch. I mean, a fabulous queen reading you a, in fr- reading you in French while you scarf down a chocolate croissant. I am so there. This is where Miss Maisel works in France, isn't it? I don't know. <sighs> Spoilers Anywho. for the third season. Anywho. Fourth, um, fourth season? Fourth season. That's how it starts. the third season. It's, it's brief. You're not going to miss anything. Not the fourth season, it's the third season. It's brief. Or maybe, yeah, it's the third season. Very brief. Garçon! Anyway. Uh, I'm trying to get back on track. So, here Terry finds his love of performing. He starts dressing in drag, and Mm -hmm. he would serenade his audience with tunes by his favorite singer, Eartha Kitt. Hmm. Yeah. Eartha Kitt. Yes. Um, and he invited his mother to come watch him perform once, but she left the club. Madame Zeroni. No. Yes. Why are you getting Madame Zeroni? 
from <laughs> from holes. You've never seen holes. I haven't seen holes, and it's not time to look it up. Okay. Ugh. And I was gonna knock over the phone. I was gonna knock over the phone. Eartha Kitt, yeah. Okay, so he invites his mother to come watch him. He's like, "Mom, I'm performing in this show. You're gonna love it. I dress in a dress." And I sing like I sing like Eartha Kitt. And she like and I do an Eartha Kitt. Comes into this club. Yeah. Okay, can you stop talking? All right, now I uh, he, he comes. She comes to the club. She like sits down, Go stays club. for like a hot second, and then is like, "No, that second was too hot for me. I'm done." Yeah, pretty much leaves and um. So, you know, once again, she rejects her own, her son, and Terry is left being like, all right, well, she's a bitch. Mm, I'm sorry, Terry. Uh, Terry? Do we just simplify it to Terry? I'm just saying Terry. I'm sorry, Theory. I don't know if it's Theory or Terry or... I'm just going to say Terry, because I know a, I didn't know a guy named Terry that spelled it like that. And I Much like Terry. him, we are butchering his name. Okay. He would love this. All right, calm down. All right, so while Terry is working there, he meets another Terry. And Wait, this is two, and they're spelled the same? Yep. Okay. It's a popular French name, apparently. It is? <laughs> uh, okay. But this is Jean Terry Maturin. Last name? Maturin. Gasson. That is. And for brevity's sake and the rest of this podcast, I'm just going to call him JT. Um, mm. Yeah. A lot of people who... Uh, was he a junior? No, it was, I, said, I just people. said Jean-Terry Maturin. A lot of people go by JT these days. I know, but it was his, his name was Jean-Terry. Well, John's a popular French name. Jean. If I was going to name a French character, I'd be like, Jean Depardieu. Mm, um, that's Gerard. Uh, Claude Van Damme. Okay, whatever. Um, so anyway, JT, are you done? Yes. All right. JT is a 19 year old gay drug addict from Buana. What going on there? Let's unpack. (laughs) Yes. What do you want to unpack? No, it's just a lot going on. It's a busy sentence. He's a 19 year old gay drug addict from Guana. Mm -hmm. Guina? Huh? Ghana? Garçon? Uh, anyway. Wait, what is it? G-U-I-A-N-A. Guiana? Guiana. Guiana? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Uh, so anyway. Just Guiana with Guiana. And so JT and Terry hit it off right away. They're like, oh my god, I love you. You look fabulous. JT and Terry, that's my favorite sitcom. All right, so they, <laughs> like, like, really hit it off. They're like, oh my god, we should totally hang out and party together. So they start partying hard. Together. Yes. They paint the red light district redder. Paint the red light district redder. Blue? No, wait. Purple? Double rouge. Uh, whatever. I mean, I was like, no, both. Purple. Blue A and dark- red. Purple. Okay. Blue and red. Wait, is it paint the town blue or paint the town red? It's paint the town red, but I said blue, and then I was like, no, both. Purple. Because that's... Pink. Color. But it's the color of the... For the color that's missing from the flag. Pink. Anyway. Uh, so Terry and his new beau uh, dream of opening their own cabaret. So they start dating or like, you know, partying together. They're like in love. It's it's on cabaret. On cabaret. 
Yes. So they want to open their own cabaret where Terry can perform and drag whenever he wants. And Terry's mother, Rose Helene, is not a fan of this behavior at all. And she doesn't like JT. And so she kicks um, Terry out of the house at the end of the summer. Well, we know how understanding she is. She spent a minute in his show. Yeah, well, so now JT and Terry have no more no more place to live. I guess he was, like, living with them. He goes, well, listen, like, kind of I know couches. Here we go. And so um, they decided to move to into a hostel together. Oh, okay. But because they're, they're making money from their shows? Question mark? No, the problem is they also no, have free no shows. jobs. Yeah, and free have shows. No money. I know that. I mean, we, we know what that's like. Free no, shows. well, I mean, I guess they had jobs at this like. at this bar, but I guess the um, the their employers at uh, Le Paradis Latin. Um, we know what that's like. Free shows. Eating at the We're not eating at Le Pain about Cotidien. their employees partying all night and not going to work. Um, Every meal at La Pan Cotidian and free shows, we know what that's like. Okay. That was a thing coffee, but thank you. Anyway. <laughs> oh so, no, we didn't do a show in La Pan Cotidian. It's too fancy for us, all right? It's no, too fancy, but we ate there. Sure. We've been. All right. A little slice of France here in New York. Are you done talking about what pen quinted at the end? Can I keep going? Mm-hmm. Just wanted to work it in somehow. I mean, your brain is weird. It goes places. I thought I was. I thought I had the ADHD. This is like I think I have ADHD. Probably. All right, JT and Terry. So J Terry. J Terry, if you want to call it that, <laughs> they come and Terry comes up with a brilliant plan. Uh huh. He's like, let's start robbing old ladies. And he's tried this once before. Yeah, I don't know why. Didn't go well. He hates old women so much. Yeah, but um, it didn't go. Well. I think maybe it might. It might be actually like he has mommy issues, and he's like, I want, I want this woman to love me, but she won't, and so I'm going to. But way older than his mother. So it gets. I don't know. He's got to jump twenty years. What the hell? I don't know. I'm just going by like what I've watched on Criminal Minds and be like, this is a substitute for the person that they actually want to make. Like, old women are not easy to rob. Anyway, I mean, some are, but how do you know? Well, you are the statute of limitations up? Sure. Uh, anyway, I figure at the very least they might have had some nice costume jewelry. Okay, or maybe a nice. Evening gown. So you're talking about these old old women. Yeah, oh. you know, a scarf, maybe a maybe a, a fur, a muff, a mink fur. So on October fifth, nineteen eighty four, JT and Terry assault two elderly women in Paris. Germain Petitot uh, was ninety one, and uh, she's ninety one. She's ninety one. She survived the attack, oh, actually, good. but she was too traumatized to give the police an accurate des- description of her assailants. Oh, bad. But then also maybe she might have been like, uh, she was really old, so she might have been like, what? What day is it? They um, hit me and my dementia got worse. I, I don't know. It didn't say anything about her having dementia, but I, it's not There's possible an, for her to have that because she's not she one. Um, As my mother calls it, Alzheimer's. Oh, I had an ex-boyfriend that used to call it old timers. 
She's doing some sort of mix between old timers and Alzheimer's, and she comes up with alt timers. How is it all time? I mean, like they think all time is happening at once. Like the greatest of all time was them in their younger days. Didn't she go to medical school or something? <laughs> she's dental. She's a dental. Uh, yeah, doesn't assistant. that involve some like medical things? You know what? Just around the mouth. All right, great. Uh, anyway, the jaw. The two. Okay. So, um, Germain Petito. Petito. Uh-huh. Want to take that again? Petito. Petito. Um, survives the attack, but she's traumatized. And um, for good reason, because her friend... Uh, no. Anna Barbier Pontus... Don't do it to me. Wasn't so lucky. <laughs> she's 83. She's younger. And she died. No, she's younger. <laughs> she was beaten and asphyxiated by a pillow. She's so. stronger in the middle. Is this happening in the middle of the street? No, they. I think they robbed them in their house. No, she was younger in the... I assume. Because, like, uh, otherwise, where would they get a pillow? <laughs> no. Um, so, JT and Rob and Thierry. Not Rob. <laughs> JT, JT and Thierry robbed, yeah. Thierry robbed her of about 300 francs. 300 francs. And then uh, today money, that, or then money, it was about $50. It was and what is lot. it in today's money? I don't know. What it, I don't know. It was not a lot. Um, Worth a couple of Bitcoin stonks, those francs. Huh? No. So seeing as they didn't exactly strike it rich this time, and they decided to do it again. Obviously. No. Because um, it worked so well the first time. Yeah, I think this plan is actually getting old. This bomb. No. Damn it. I'll get you one of these days. So on October 9th, uh, 1984. Spooky season. Spooky season. Firefighters are called to the scene of a fire in an apartment building in the 18th district. And I say fire in French. I don't know. Fierro. No. Oh. I don't know. I didn't get that far in Duolingo. Didn't get that far in Duolingo, huh? Um, I'll take it, fine. That's an excuse. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there they find the body of 89-year-old Suzanne Foucault. No. Um, How do you spell it? Foucault? Fuck it all. Foucault? 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 Yeah. Foucault. Uh, so for November 5th to November 9th, in mm. less than a one-mile radius, four oh, more so. old ladies have kicked the bucket. Election season. Yeah. They are uh, 71-year-old Iona... Oh, she's... That, that's old? Say... Sar, sar, mm, say... Caresco? Say it again. Say Caresco? Huh? Say Caresco? Sure. 84-year-old Alice Partouche. Partouche. <laughs> uh, I'm here having 80-year-old Marie yeah. Choi and uh, 75-year-old... Maria Cifre Valle. Ah, uh, Marie Joy. She said, what if it doesn't spark joy? Get rid of it. So all of them were attacked, tortured, and oh, killed. Oh, that's Marie Kondo. I'm sorry. All of them were attacked, tortured, and killed. Wait, those are those old? 71? I mean, in general, it's not like it... it Compared like, to their 29-year-old asses. I don't know if they're 20... How old are... He was born in 63, so... What a year away. He's younger. 84. 21. Yeah, 21. Jesus Christ. 
The violence was not pretty either. Uh, some women had their hands shoved into plastic bags. I don't know why. Some were beaten to death. Um, one of them was even forced to drink drain cleaner. You don't need to sleep after this, right? Yes. And in all cases, uh, all the cases, though, robbery was the final motive for the crimes. Was the... Must have been a lot of this noise. Yeah. That's what the police sound like over there. So some experts say that he sought out his victims and singled out women that he thought were particularly unpleasant or unfriendly when he met them on the street. So like apparently like he ran into these women and he was like, this this one's a bitch. I'm going to fucking kill her. Can I help carry your bags? No, I've got this one. You bitch. I'm going to come back and murder you. So um, he told later told police when he was caught that he only tackled the weakest of them. So he would like be like, they this were one looks easy to pick off. The okay. weakest link. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Um, yeah. yeah. Little little did they know that this was turned into a TV show years ago. Bernard Hartside does, does a thing about it. And here we are. As he stalks his prey, the weakest. He attacks. Anyway. Um, so even though Paris was a big city, the cops aren't used to six old ladies just kind of being killed within the past month. So the media is having like a field day. And even the mayor of Paris offers older women in the community uh, bodyguards to protect them. Like, at really? late night. They're like, okay, get a bodyguard. We're gonna, a you, get a bodyguard you get a bodyguard and you get a bodyguard. Send out the cops. And you He's get like a bodyguard. He's like Oprah, but with bodyguards. And you get a bodyguard. And you get a bodyguard. That was what I was referring to, yes. So meanwhile, Thierry and JT are living it up, spending the nights dancing, drinking champagne, and snorting some coke. Really? Yep. That sounds like the life. The life. It's, you know. Or for I a get Tuesday no for from me. champagne. Tuesday Mere for Mere alcohol doesn't thrill me at all. What's that from? Some get a kick from cocaine. What is this from? Uh, I think it's from... Uh, Cat LA? Anything Goes. Anything Goes. Well, apparently anything went for these guys. Anything Goes with these guys. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so JT in November, tearing it up. <laughs> um, they go back to after they murder these women. I guess they go back to Toulouse, uh, and they stay. Wait, so with, after they they do the uh, the nose powder. After they're like after the they've like killed um, these six women. They kind of the, they do the sniffy snuffy. The, <laughs> sure, the sniffy snuffy. Mm -hmm. The murders kind of like slow down and stop mm -hmm. because they not because they stopped doing it but because they like relocated to Toulouse. They're done skiing. <laughs> um, with Thierry's father, and and again, what did they? I mean, for the next few months, they're staying there, and uh, Mister Paulin was not accepting his son's lifestyle or choice in men either. So please, Mister Paulin is my father. Violent fights broke out between Terry's father and JT, which eventually led to uh, Terry and JT breaking up. No. Yeah. They JT, were bonded by crime. Though. I know. But JT returned to Paris. Well, Terry decided to start his own transvestite firm of artists. Transvestite firm? I don't know what that means. Like, I guess it's huh. like a... I don't know if that means an What's, escort service or just yeah, like a... Or like we're... We're like a uh, a union of transvestites. Um, Transvestite esquire. And I just, of artists. I mean, I guess like maybe it's like an agency for transvestites. An agency? I don't know. Well, it didn't I end up working, it. whatever it was, and he gave up that up in the fall of 1985. I don't know, short-lived biz. <laughs> so now Terry is as broke as ever, and you know what that means? 
robbing old people. Women. More old lady killing. Yeah. Very close. Robbing old women. So, no, the motive? Rob. The... Theft. All right. Between December 20th, 1985 and January 31st, 1986, Terry bumps off more old biddies. Christmas season? Yep, Christmas season is now, coming for you. Ask why. I know Santa Claus knows. is coming to town. Looks like his heart was uh, five sizes too small. Someone is getting a big lump of coal. Someone's getting robbed for Christmas. All right, so he murders... And they call it Le Santa Claus over there, yep. No. That's what they do. Um, he murders... 77-year-old André Ladame. He only kills all people. Yes. Damn it. 83-year-old... Yvonne Coron, mm. 77-year-old Yvonne Scheib. Two of all. Scheibe. 81-year-old Marjam Jablum. Marjam Jablum. 83-year-old Francois Vendôme. And 76-year-old Verini Labrette. Huh. And he takes a little vacay from his killing spree and doesn't kill anyone till June. If you told me those were items on the menu, I'd be like, yeah, just give me the Verini, the bread, and uh, and then, side of asparagus. All right, well, when you're done with ordering your asparagus and vibrettes, um he doesn't kill anyone until June when he kills 85-year-old Ludmila Liberman. Hmm. Liver? Not really. Liver? Liberman? What's Liberman. Liberman. I was say... Some weird joke. Uh, Liverman. Liberman. Liberman. Mm-hmm. How old? 85. What's like the oldest person he goes after? That 93-year-old? I think it's the 91-year-old lady. 91-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. That 91-year-old? Uh, so the police have no idea who committed these crimes still. They're like, what? Um, they don't know it's him? No, but they have like a few clues at this point. So they're like kind of getting it. Are they flip JT? They're getting closer. They didn't flip JT. <laughs> So, um, they were able to establish fingerprints at the at the scene, and that told them that it was the same culprit from the 1984 uh-huh. old lady murders, yeah. <laughs> like in the same area. Mm-hmm. Except um, this time around, the killer seemed to be much interested in more like quicker, efficient methods of killing people. He was like, "I don't have time to like, I torture have time you. For I'm old. I don't have time for this. Now I'm old. Now I'm the one who's old. I don't have time to torture you and stick your hands in plastic bags and make you drink drink. All that Michigas. I don't have time to make you do He's Jewish. All that Michigas we were doing. And I don't have time to make you perform that scene from Heather's. Um, What's that? I haven't seen Heather's. All right, well, there's a scene from Heather's. Spoilers. I mean, it's from 1980, so if you haven't watched it, you had your time. It's a Winona um, Ryder vehicle? It's a Winona Ryder film. Shannon Doherty is also in it. Also, Christian Slater. Um, it's a fun, you know, it's, it's also fun. a musical now. I mean, it's kind of like a dark comedy because, like, it's they... It's a dark comedy because they're bad, right? Uh, what happens bad. is, uh, I mean, Winona Ryder's character, Veronica, is, like, friends with, like, these popular girls, but they treat her like shit, and then she is, like, starts dating this, like, bad boy, towny guy um, named J... Actually named JT, I think. no yeah. Wow. Leather. I think his name is JT. I can't remember. Ring it around. Um, and then he starts um, with his, like, influence. They, like, murder a bunch of people in her school. Really? 
Yeah. So they, this is dark. And they like get, they give one of the Heathers, they give her like drain cleaner to drink, and then they write like a forge a suicide note so to make it seem like she could, killed herself. Then they That's like, like these people. Shoot um, to like jocks in the forest and then strip them and like write suicide notes for them saying that they're gay and that they had to kill each other. It was like a. This is a perfect. We should have done this story for the podcast. Heather, it's a musical. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, it's a movie. Anyway. Anyway. Um, um, so topical. So anyway. Applicable. And then at the end, he tries to blow up the school and stuff, but. All right, all right, not all of it. Don't do the whole movie. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So on August 5th, 1986. Oh, your birthday. I'm one year old at this point. <laughs> your birthday. Almost like a little bit of your birthday. Uh, Terry gets arrested in Alfortville, a city near Paris. They got him? I will say it in a second if you let me finish talking. <laughs> uh, because he got in a fight with his drug dealer and then beat him half to death with a baseball bat because he didn't like the cocaine he sold him. Uh, yeah, well... I don't know. Just asking, well, just saying. If it seems like the stuff was strong enough, if it gave him enough energy to beat someone half to death. But, um. That classic thing of you get arrested. With a Louisville slugger, a, but hey, what do I know? I don't do coke. Um, get arrested while doing a crime. So, on January 22nd, 1987. Louisville slugger is one name for cocaine, I think. No, I was talking about the bat, but. Oh, that's. I'm thinking of Louisville sniffer. You've never done cocaine. What are you talking about? Huh? The white stuff. The white stuff. You've never done cocaine. I'm no, and I never will. All right. Well, on January 22nd, 1987. Almost my birthday. He is sentenced to 16 months in jail. And while he is serving. That's not enough time for all the murders he's done. Well, this is before they found out he murdered people. Oh. Um, so this is just like, we got it. We're arresting a guy for these crimes. They don't even know it's him yet. He's, going, he's serving 16 months in jail because he almost killed the guy. Attempted mm. murder at that point. Um, they don't know, hey, here's this old person killer we've got. No, I don't know why they don't get that. Because uh, they print him, right? I'm assuming got they did, but I don't know. They don't have, like, it's not like they have a computer system that tracks that stuff. I know. At this point. <laughs> Technology was so primitive back then. I mean, now they have, like, a, they had a computer, but you can it was run it through, like, or whatever, and, like, um, there's a... Maybe just look it up on like Google. like, APHIS, and, like, it, um... Type it to Google. What do my fingerprints look like? No. Yeah. That's not a thing. It's mm-hmm. not a thing. You would look at your, you look at your fingerprints and then see Google got No, that's not a thing. <laughs> You only get fingerprinted if you commit a crime, mm-hmm. and then you're in um, like database of people that commit crimes. Or you're me at work. Or you're Charlie at work. Fingerprinted us to start. Yeah. Anyway, he gets out of jail in early September. Uh, oh wait. Hmm? Before he gets out of jail, um, when he's serving his 16 months, he finds out that he has AIDS. Oh. <laughs> yes. Well. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. So and well, I told you. This could be. He's some diagnosed sort with of AIDS, karma, but it was going around and not um, so good. You know, he is a, a gay man in the eighties. It's mm. it's kind of a, when that whole thing kind of. Oh, so he probably started. dies before he can even get in jail. Uh, so he gets out of jail in early September, and the first thing he does is go straight back to kicking old ladies in the tuchus. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's taking numbers and taking names, and he's all out of old women. Between October and November of 1987, um, he assaults 11 older women, but doesn't actually manage to kill any of them. Just assault. 
which is eventually comes back to bite him in his own tuchus later. Wow. Um, so anyway. On, they say never leave unfinished business. On November 25th, he kills 79-year-old Rachel Cohen. No. And then two days you? after that, he kills <laughs> 73-year-old Genevieve Germont. French? No. Um. Yep. And he uses the money he stole from both these women to throw himself a party uh, at a restaurant for his 24th birthday. Because, you know, go out in style. Mm. And so he's dancing. The... he's very young. Mm-hmm. And so he's dancing he's the night away. Now, yeah. through, and, uh, and while that's happening, one of his victims, Madame Finaltri, manages to recover. No, we're not sure cover enough to be, give the police yeah. an accurate description. That's what I was going to say. Well, I'm trying to talk. Huh. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. Yeah, that's what it means. Shut your white man mouth for wow. a Wow. And let a lady talk Let's for Let's end this now, then. All right. Go ahead. So, she gives the police an accurate description of her attacker. She said he was an homatiste de vetin... Lutin, Daniel, coffee à la Carlos, avait one boucle de l'oreille gauche. Which means a. I literally only understood one word. Which means a mixed race man in his 20s. I don't know why I spelled 20s with a H. 20s. With hair like Carl Lewis <laughs> and an earring in his left ear. Oh, that's to be a Vec. Huh? Uh, I think it recorrected. I think it autocorrected some of the words that I wrote. Because that isn't right. Because one of the words is coffee? Yeah, I don't know why it says coffee. <laughs> Must have autocorrected to coffee. I don't know why it did that. Uh, I, was like, I had written Java, sure but it autocorrected. I'm pretty sure I didn't write coffee. Yeah, Lavec Coffee. Uh, Matisse de... Matisse. And I own a couple of Matisse's. Bétain. Donier. It's coffee in France's cafe. Um, coffee in France's cafe. Huh? Makes sense. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. That's not I think terrible. it's supposed to be coif. Coif? Coiffe. That reminds me. How's my hair? Coiffe? You're thinking of Kafefi. No, because a coiffeur, a coiffeur is a hairdresser. And a coiffeur is a ball in Harry Potter. Anyway, um, so armed with this description, uh, local police inspector France, armed with nothing Francis but dis- Jacob <laughs> description. is walking down the street and he runs into Terry and after recognizing him from the description that he got from He holds woman, up the paper. This you? Um, he arrests him. Finally. He's walking. He's in the walking. He's walking around the street and happens to run into him. He's got to make the noise himself. Yeah, sure. Um, So after being... Terry's in custody for two days. And he finally, after that, breaks down and confesses everything. So they don't really have to, like, take a lot of time to to bust him. Dude, much like his parachute, he's wide open. Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, he breaks down, he confesses to everything, including the earlier involvement of his lover, T... No, JT. I don't know why I put Let's, get this, let's arrest this guy, too. So, yeah, they he tells them that get JT... That guy. If he's still alive. involved with he's this, still alive? too. Yes. Doesn't he also have AIDS? No, I don't know. Maybe. They I don't think so. 
Did they have a relationship? Yeah, but he might have gotten AIDS afterwards. Oh, he's saying afterwards? Yeah, they were in a mm. relationship, but then they weren't for a long for time. For a few years. So, yeah, so he was Two, probably, like, yeah, for like right. four years, he probably got it after. Um, so, in early 1988, Poland took a turn for the worst, and his body began to succumb to the effects of his uh, AIDS, HIV. Yeah. And so then, within a year, he becomes hospitalized in a state of almost paralysis due to having both tuberculosis and meningitis at the same time. Mm. Um, and he passes away on the night of April 16th, 1989, in the hospital wing of Fresnes Prison. His lover, Maturin, was tried for the first nine attacks and murders and was given a life sentence plus 18 years without mm. parole. And he is still currently incarcerated, although technically, Thierry Poland never had to serve his sentence for the murders he committed because he died. He's serving a sentence. In hell. In hell. I don't know. Wow. And only because he murdered an old lady. It's not because of other things. So that's the whole story. Yeah. I interrupted it constantly. It's very annoying. I feel honestly like feel a little bit bad because I was hey, like... what's wrong? How do you feel? I mean... I hate it. I guess he's a, a, like a bad person, but you know, like you think of that, if you think about it, like if he had like had loving parents that wanted him and didn't like treat him sh like shit, maybe. He I mean, that's the whole nature nurture thing. Yeah, but I mean, like he had it probably much tougher than most people. What I think being is gay that it, and a mixed race person yeah. and his parents like abandoning him and everything like that. He had. Yeah, I, I do think that a shitty the nurture parts. part of it uh, plays a, a large role. So yeah, if you'd like gotten because you have parents who are around, accept you, at least welcome you in and feed you, Less that goes a long way. You just got like a way. shitty situation. Then was like, yeah, hmm, yeah. So well, that's teary. Because I'm, I feel a little okay. I'm not an old woman, so I know. Um, I think I I'm okay here. I mean, like he's like ah. I don't know. He just didn't like old ladies, I guess. He's like, some, some old lady called me um, <laughs> a bad name once, and I hate them now. <laughs> it's like, I hate racist old women. Mm -hmm. They're very narrow-minded. All racist old women? I don't know if they're racist old women. I'm just guessing. I yeah. thought why I thought maybe it was like, oh, he's obviously mad at his mother. That's why he's like getting. He's mad at his grandmother too because she didn't pay attention to him either. It feels like never. Even when his father took him in, it's like he didn't care. Nah, I'm. I, oh, I made a terrible mistake. Yeah, it was hard. Alimony? How about you get out of Huh? Sure. So, yep, that's Terry. Pollen. Theory. Theory Pollen. T we never Thierry. did we ever spell it? T H I E R R Y. R R Y. Theory. Thierry. Guy Theory. Sure. <laughs> Wait, Guy is also a character in the story. So this is like a very topical thing and also because it's like if uh, I talked over the whole goddamn thing. You Jesus Christ. No, well that's just, this is Charlie for you. Um Anyway, I very I didn't mean for it to be like super topical, but then of course you know the certain events that happen where it's like this is what happens when women are forced to have babies mm, that they yeah. don't want. Sometimes they become serial killers. Yeah, that part struck me in the beginning. The five uh, 
five children yeah. in ten years. Have I'm they like, thought about that? Have they thought about that's that? What's like, gonna happen. <laughs> if you have a baby well, that you don't want and you resent it for the rest of your life, then it could turn out to be a serial killer. I'm just saying. A lot of the people that I've done on this podcast, a lot of the stories start the same way. Their mother hated them or they beat people or blah, blah, blah. Their father was abusive. Their mother was abusive. They treated them like shit. And they were like, I'll just go mm-hmm. kill people because I hate the world. Well, something to look forward to. <laughs> not really. I know. Ugh. I mean, not all of them were like that, I suppose, but. And who knew Heather's was the perfect reference? I sure did. Oh, I saw it. Poofy skirts and big hair and uh, Shannon Doherty and blazers. Um, and that's just theory on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And scrunchies. The piece de resistance. Well, the piece de resistance of scrunchie. The piece de resistance. Play a lot of croquet too. You know what the French call the incompetent? Are you saying I'm incompetent? No, I'm doing the line from Home Home uh, What did I say? Home Alone? That's the right name, right? I'm tired. Alright, well then let's go to bed. But it's Home Alone. Okay, great. Because in the first one they're going to France. Let's go to bed alone. So Peace stays home. Alone. Yes, we all know that. Okay, now. Uh, okay, you've officially lost. Everybody. I've officially lost it. Guys, you know what? Rate, review, subscribe, delete this one. Do whatever you have to Don't do. Don't delete this one. Huh? Well, just maybe. We'll call it the lost episode. Fast forward through Charlie's parts. Fast forward through all of my bullshit and just be in it for the story. Be in it for the story. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy <laughs> Happy Pride, yeah. Um, I hope you all had a great Jeez. Pride month. It should be more than a month. It should be a year. I don't know. Um, it's great. I, technically, you could do. You pride could live year. your life as Pride time all the prideful. Time. I think all year, be, and I think people do all year round. I, well, I mean, you should like be proud of yourself. There isn't and one. Your, you don't need your, one month. So. Your let your color shine. You know, it's like July 4th is coming up and we can have independence all... Oh, wait, no, maybe we can't. No, I don't even... I kind oh, wait, of like maybe we can't. No, oh, hang on. Apparently, Independence Day is just ironic now. It's not even like a real thing. Oh, well, Labor Day is coming up and we can celebrate a tree anytime. Uh, That's Arbor Day. Uh, no, Labor Day even is like, oh, get pregnant and be in labor and push... Oh, no, oh this has gone way too far. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm obviously a little bit upset about recent things, but um, like, review, rate, subscribe, and listen for our next episode coming to you soon, hopefully before the end of July, but you never know. Sometimes we're like... You never know with us, do you? Sometimes we wait till the last minute. Sometimes we put it out right on July. Because I procrastinate because I have ADHD. uh, Sue me. And I work full-time. And Charlie works full-time. So, we do our best. work full-time, too. I work somewhat full-time, depending on the month. Every day this week, though. Depending on the month. I have various gig jobs. But, yes, uh, tell your friends about our podcast. Listen to it. 
rate, review, subscribe. Mike Birbiglia says, tell your enemies. So, you know, tell your enemies, tell too. Your enemies too. If you don't like yeah. it, you can tell your enemies. Be like, listen to Give this. It to a, recommend it to a barista. So great. I've said it before, and I'll say it, it again. Send it to a barista. You was, you're, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You're checking out a TJ Maxx. Say, do you like true crime? Killer pillow talk. They go, pillows are on aisle six. You go, nope. I wasn't asking where pillows are. <laughs> it's like, kick a dog in the head. I wasn't asking where pillows are. I was saying, killer pillows are. All right, now you're just rambling about nothing again. So then we should both go to bed. Probably. Say goodnight, Charlie. <laughs> Good night, Charlie.